to you from January. Which means that that is applicable and can be effective only in those who always come to this church with writing parts to write down what God is saying. If you find yourself that if I give you that assignment, you can't function because you, can, you don't have a record. You cannot show me in your, in, your, in your summer notes each Sunday of this month that you attended, the date, the message, and what you learned. And each week that you have attended Bible school and uh, Friday meeting, the date, the day, the message, and what you learned. If you cannot do that, mark yourself before the Lord. Then you must decide that next year you cannot repeat the same class. Are we together? I can't hear you. What did you learn in Habakkuk? Chapter 2. What is the key scripture there? Hmm? Okay, let's see the Habakkuk chapter 2 here. Let's see the Habakkuk 2. Read it now. Shall we all read it together? Stop. This is first service. Read it now. Then the next verse is, Now, let me help you understand. If you have not been coming to Bible school and you are part of this church, you are losing too much. Really, you are losing 70% of what you should earn on earth. Sunday service maybe covers 10%. Okay? Because Sunday service I preach. And not many of you can remember what I said last week. Because I preach... You are supposed to write and go home and read it through it and apply before the following Sunday. That's the principle of Sundays. So if you have not been, you lose about 10%. But on Wednesday meeting here, you study Bible. You are told a week before what you will read next week. So that you have read and studied. Like you study your academics, you need to study the Bible. Read the Bible, give instruction to Christian first to study the Bible before he talks about your academics. Okay? Because in applying, in understanding the principle of the study of the Bible, you will make your academic life easier and success in your careers. So on Tuesday, on Wednesday here, you look at each book and study. So that if anybody asks you a question of head, you can just tell the person in Scripture. Okay? The one that I teach you on Sunday, if you don't write it down, the things you learn, and the scriptures I quote, if you don't write them down as I quote them, what happens is just that as you came, apart from impartation or blessing God heal you and bless and stuff, you don't, know, you don't have knowledge. Okay? And those things can do nothing for you. This is the pattern of the, uh, the denominational Christians, which the Pentecostal people call nominal. Christians. To be nominal means 
not nominated for any good. Just numb. That is the meaning of being nominal in a domain. It means that that very element is intangibly represented in a domain. Not effective. A believer must not be so. You know, Satan has robbed us enough. We mustn't allow him to keep on robbing us. I would together now. If I tell you, stand up, come and share with us one thing you learned this year. How many of you can just stand as you are? The only people who can stand like that are people who have written something down. They are holding it. And they came here today to write more. They can come up and look at what they have written. And they can say the apostle on this date, at this day, you talked about this. Now, this is the scripture you mentioned. This is my understanding. And this is what I have done with what I have learned. Now, I'm saying this to you because next year, uh, by Thursday, you are going to have New Year resolution. Your New Year resolution next year should be Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Habakkuk is what you are doing now in the Bible school. Are you together now? I went to Bible school and I learned some things new. If I, who is your instructor, can learn new things from Bible school, how much more you, who have not reached the level I am in the world? You make up a New Year resolution. You will not miss any service next year. Uh-huh. Some people have said amen on your behalf. <laughs> eh? Let me show you a secret. During this period of Habakkuk, there are many... Israel was full of people. God was punishing Israel terribly. And Israel was being defeated by enemies. Which is contrary to the covenant. Israel is supposed to be the leader, the ruler. Victory without, without effort. Israel fought battle without carrying arms. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And they overcame five countries. Because God confused their language. And fought the battle for them. God only told them that you, your duty is to sing. And I will fight. So God fought for, for Israel. But in the situation whereby enemies began to invade them left and right. And punishing them and subjecting them to tribute. And all the people of Israel just accepted as normal. Suffering, okay, we suffer. God used so many means to torture them, but he didn't think. So one man among them now said, I'm fed up of this. I will stand on my watch and station myself on the rapids, and I will look to see what this God will have to say to me. Because what he said about us is not what is happening to us. I cannot believe in a lost battle, a lost life. A troubled life. While God said, my life should be full of joy and peace and success. I am fed up of this affliction. I, can't, I should not serve under other people. People should serve us by, by, by covenant. So what is going on here? Where is our God, by the way? And he went and said, I will stand at my watch. In other words, I will not sleep. God, you will talk. I will not give my face sleep or rest until you do something. So he says, I will look to see what he will say to me. And what answer I will give to this, to this complaint. Look at what he's saying. He is, he is determined to ask God, to answer God. That if you are a God, which you are, why are we suffering? 
That is his own answer to God. If everybody don't serve you, but I do. So when God saw that heart, the Bible says, verse 2, and the Lord did what? And the Lord did what? And the Lord did what? The problems of your life remain with you because you don't have that condition of mind. Overnight yesterday, about 2 a.m., no, uh, 1.30 to 2 a.m., the Lord will show me something to you about Joel, and I will show you. You know, it pains the heart of God when you suffer. Two things make Christians suffer, disobedience and ignorance. Some of us are deliberately disobedient. Let me say something to you. You can never have success if you decide to be disobedient. You will always have trouble. No man can pray you out of it. If you fast, your trouble will increase. If the trouble came because you disobeyed the word of God. You know, sometimes I was sharing with my, chi- my kids. Not kids, but children. They are men and women. Now, gentlemen, ladies and women. I was sharing with them during this weekend because they are with me. Alright? One of the things I said to them is this. Do you know that the reason why Satan makes people to insult you, abuse you, or to attack you, backbite you, do all those stuff for you, to you, even those who you trust, is only one reason. He's looking for you. That's all. He will manipulate everything around you to make you contravene your God. The moment you make the mistake to react by what people do, contrary to what God has instructed, He will pin you down. And you begin to destroy. God will help the helpless because you are not supposed to behave by what people do. You are supposed to behave by what is written here. I can't take it anymore. Then you will take more. (laughs) Mess. God will really make sure he messes you up terribly until you can learn to obey God. The Bible says Jesus Christ was born. Over this weekend, we we watched a film about Jesus. I've never seen that kind of film before. the, The king of creation came to be born and he was in a manger. Think about it. The people he created refused him to be born in it. If they knew who was knocking their door, they will give the whole of their estate and back it. Are you with me now? He was born in manger. Are you not amazed? In the whole country, only shepherds, angel went to. He didn't go to a king. He didn't go to the chief priests and all the priests. Then he went to an unbeliever, unbeliever, a group of unbelievers, who are looking for knowledge. That the knowledge you are looking for has arrived. Listen. Jesus Christ was rejected by the people he was sent to. He grew among them. He lived among them. He excelled among them. He healed their sick, cast out their devils, helped their children, healed their mothers and mother-in-law, and yet they said, crucify him. When he needed their help. Everybody he helped turned against him. Okay? And those who remain with him too are afraid. To the extent that one, to his face, denied him. The one he trusts most, denied him. Because he feared his life. His life. Now all the promise of Jesus Christ, now they have caught him. We thought he would perform miracle and escape their arrest. They didn't read the Bible well that the Bible says that like a sheep he was led to the slaughter. Isaiah said it. Before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. He was insulted. He decided not to reply. 
He will only reply when you talk contrary to the truth, the word of God. Then you see Jesus reply. All the accusation they gave him, they asked him, Are you, have you done all this? Pilate said, look, I have the power to release you. He said, you don't. You don't have the power to release me. It is my destiny. Then he tried to provoke him to so that he can release him. He wanted to release him, but he wanted his weakness. He didn't open his mouth. Shall we leave this man or leave you, Barabbas? Give us the killer, they said. Away with the life giver. If you go and read the last days of Jesus, the last hours of Jesus, how they punished him, they tortured him, they beat him, they humiliated him, they stripped him naked, they put crown on his tongue on his head, press it on. They gave him the highest torture and degrading that a human should speak, but he did not speak. So what have they done to you that you are sparking? You ask, answer me. What? I can't take it. I can't. You can't take what? God will give you more. I'm telling you. So if you want God to give you good, you better just take it. And thank God for your tribulation. Somebody say hallelujah. I was telling my family, and I'll share this with you. Uh, Pastor Sidney, Pastor Tayo, they are with me from scratch. What we have gone through in CFT, they are my weaknesses. The only reason why we reach this destiny is because, one, everything the devil tried to do in this house, I did not reply. Abby. I didn't reply. I was in leaders meeting with them when some of my leaders said that the church is, is going, is being destroyed and we are not discussing it in leaders meeting. There is a problem in this church. You know, when they said that, these are my weaknesses. I let them sp- speak. After they finished speaking, I said, who is the head of this place? They said, it's me. I said, I say, no problem. And I shut the mouth. I mean, if I'm the one who is the head, I said that in my own church, I don't have problem. Are you with me now? A supporter cannot be the controller. That's what I've just said. I called to come and support me. You cannot be the one directing me. If you cannot believe what I say, you leave. And you came by the door. You can go by the door. It's no quarrel. A matter of years, we know who God called. I don't have argument about my calling. Because he called me. Number one, I told them no problem. Number two, because I said no problem, he gave devil more headache. Abby? Because they don't know what to do. In an ordinary man, we say that, yes, I have also had it. And we give Satan opportunity to talk nonsense. I said there's no problem. I said, if you are my leadership, what I tell you to do is what you must do. If you don't want to do it, it's your business. I will carry on with the work. Another thing is that I will never address it on my pulpit. It came to the time that I was preaching. Somebody stood up in the church and said, he's a liar. I ignored him completely. And I kept on ministering. And I was not angry. I am before God. That one, I blessed him. The day... After years, I saw him at the back over there. The church was jammed to the outside. I said, is that not my son? Come, come, bring him forth. They brought him here. I took his hand. I said, everyone, this is my son. 
This is the one who challenged me. Not only that, he came to my house, pointed to my head in my own sitting room, lying and shouting over me. I did not reply. I was just begging God for him because I fed him when he was nobody. Grew him. Gave him my money, my, my credit card or debit card to go and spend. Slept in my house on my bed. Can a man like that do that to me? But he did. Should I be angry? No. No. The day he came, and the church is now big. I will have just said that, look at one of the rebellious. Uh, it's my time to talk. Uh, a dissident. Ah. <laughs> Do you know the issue? Whatever they have done, they did in ignorance. You may have a different opinion. That's your business. As for me, I believe it's ignorance. Eh? And their ignorance has not hindered me from going forward in life. God has not rejected me. Really, I increased in God. Within the period they left, the church exploded. The, the day he and the people who left left, we lost half of this church. We were 900 about. We lost 450 people the next Sunday. But our offering did not go down. Our tithe did not go down for three months. And after three months, God increased the church more than a thousand. By himself, we didn't advertise. Because God was seeing what I would do. How I would handle it. And I thank God I passed. <laughs> I passed you. <laughs> Satan is fed up of me, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Someone says that, perhaps what are you talking? That's what I'm talking. Nothing more than that. Your pride is what is killing you. Okay? If you know, if God put you in a position that you'll be begging people to help you, no matter how rude they are to you, you will say that God brought it. No be so. Just give me the help. Thank God. They, They abuse you, you say, that is me. (laughs) <laughs> because you are in a position that you are looking for their help. So then, why can't you condition your heart that if your God did not reply nonsense, be careful. Your God did not behave and, and got angry because of foolish people. Don't let foolishness make you angry. For you will be punished for every misconduct. And God will not say that somebody made you do it. He will punish them for what they do. But they used to say one adage in my own dialect. I told them about my If when God will catch the affair of the mosque, it is not before the members of his uh, congregation. What that means is that affair can do anything. You better just be careful that God will deal with him separately, but not before you. Are we together? Everyone will be paid for what he had done. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. Okay? But for you and I, what should we do? Adopt a new heart in this new year. That we shall be like Habakkuk. Look at this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive what is due him for the things done. Why in the body? Whether good or what? You will be paid. You know, my leaders at that time, I remember my first demise, 
Pastor Emmanuel, Pastor Sidney, they were crying. When I served the church for four years, and the church one night told me to get out. Okay? Just because I needed my pastor, the immigration said my pastor should write a letter telling them what I've done in the four years. They told both of us. And immigration said we will give him ministerial visa from student visa. And so some people said this is, hard. This is opportunity to get rid of him. A church of 16 bankrupt when I got there. And through the grace of me, God drew them over 100. And when I was going for all these barrage of, of, you know, insults, they would have committee meeting. I would leave the committee meeting, I would come to church, and I would minister the word of God. I never told the church. I remember Pastor Sidney and Pastor Emmanuel, then they were my members, telling me that, why don't I address? I said, no, 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 leave them. Leave them. I mustn't say, because the work of God must be divided from the work of men. I said, the Lord appeared to me. I mean, if they say to us, leave this place, Jesus said we should go to the next town. The day I was going away, hopeless, is the day I told them that today I'm going to Nigeria, and I said I will come back in two weeks. But I was not sure of it. All right? But I never told the church what those people did. I just told them I'm going. They were the ones who addressed the issue that, you know, People were crying and wailing. I said, I'm coming back. I said, I'm coming back. And you know what? When I talk about insult, Pastor Sidney can tell you he was there. When someone told me that, by the way, if God called you, why are you trying to force us to get you visa? Go back to your country, and if God called you, that God should give you visa to come back. And I stood up. And I said, today you have spoken the last. You will not have opportunity again to deliberate over my matter. I will go back to my country. If Jesus appeared to me, he will give me the visa as a missionary from that country. As your forefathers came, I will come back. And at that time, I shot everybody from speaking. I just got up. That's the end of the meeting. And that's the reply. But I told them, before I said that, I said, you, your mother was mad. Mentally derailed. I prayed for her, and she was healed. You, this is what happened to your daughter. I prayed, and God did this. You, this is what happened to you when I met you. This is what God did through me. I told them the evidence of God in their, in their life. I said, you can't dispute that God is using me. But you don't want me here. I leave. When I went to Nigeria, when I was going on the night, that was when Minister Adisa held my leg and said, you are not going unless you give me a child. Something jumped inside me. I said, by the time I come back, you'll be three months pregnant. Then I said, oh, am I going for four months? Because I thought I was going for two months. I left my daughter here. I did not take a, a suitcase. I took my passport, just one little bag, I went. I got to Nigeria. My wife said, oh, you are very welcome. I never told my wife why I came. My family, I never told them what happened. The story, no. Because... My story is between me and the one who appeared to me. And I said, give me seven days. I want to seek God. Seven days I was with God. And they said, oh, my spiritual father said I should come and see him. I said, no, 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 no. no." I said, I have seen men and I've been disappointed by men. Let me see God. And they didn't tell me what to do. On the seventh day, the Lord told me to go and see my spiritual father, Obadari. I said, okay, 
called his office. I said, I'm coming. Went to him. Cut the long story short. He now gave me a letter to CAC. Uh, to adopt me as the pastor in CAC. So that letter I took to CAC, they said, go and I will post you to the place where you were born. This is where I was born. They posted me to the place where I was born. That Sunday, my senior pastor said, you will, young pastor, you will preach next Sunday. Next Sunday, I came to preach, and the whole place was rocked to pieces. Sunday service is one and a half hours. I was preaching for six hours. Yes, nobody moved. The power of God was blowing everybody to pieces. People were screaming, just Sunday preaching. Okay? Two and a half hours I spoke to God's people. Then about three and a half hours I spoke to the devil who are there. Then they declared revival. Is the revival I was doing, the 90 days of the revival, the British embassy called me and said, come and take visa. It is the ambassador of Britain who personally called for me. Because at that time I have a brother who is a lawyer. He had become the um, legal representative of British government for Africa, the senior counsel. So when he had, he just said to me, that, Brother, I want Holy Ghost. We went to his house, I lay hands on his head, he started speaking in tongues. When he got me with the Holy Ghost, he said, What do you want? Lawyer, Bible, Mr. Besson. He said, my, my brother, you are in England, what are you doing here? What do you want? And I told him this story. He said, What? You want a British visa? He said, Bassi, the head of his chamber, said, Collect the passport tomorrow. Just, Pastor, go, don't worry. He collected the passport, phoned the high commissioner. My brother is going to, to England. He's a he, wants to be, he wants to work as missionary. He's been there and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, tell him to come over. They just called me at home. I got to British Embassy. They gave me an escort, one lift. That lift does not stop anywhere except the last floor. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I came out of the lift. Two people were there waiting for me. Oh, are you Mr. Williams? I said, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Pastor Williams said, yes. Please, you are very welcome. They took me to a room, sit down comfortably. And they said to me that, um, oh, where we had you are going to our country as a missionary? I said, yes, that's it. I trained in health. You know, I was in Lance of you in health. You know, oh, they said, wow, that's interesting that we need people like you in our country. And then they said, how many people do you have to take to the country? Anybody, anybody, your brothers, your, your children. I said, my children are born there. I said, don't you have a junior brother? I said, no, all of them. My last brother is doing medicine. If I had a housemate, they would have given him visa. And they now stamped the visa. When I took my passports, then the crusade ended. When I landed in London, the first place I went was my old church. In my collar. I stood at the door. My senior pastor was preaching. He stopped preaching. He stopped preaching. Everybody looked to the back and saw me at the door. In my collar. Now posted to England as a pastor. Before I went, I went through many things. Some of my sisters here said to me that, look, we'll marry you. Divorce auntie, we'll marry you. You go and do visa. I said, no. <laughs> yes, they did that. As I see, they know the body because... Everything that happened to me, I tell all of them. <coughs> Are you with me now? And I came back as a minister. But today I'm not just a minister. I am a citizen of Great Britain. A representative of Her Royal Majesty. In various affairs across the globe. And I'm heading for the House of Lords. Now listen to me. <laughs> if I had replied 
I would not have been here. If I had misbehaved because of what people did against me, I would not be. If I was all the world talking about what they did, what they did, what they did, when I should talk about what I can use my head to achieve, I will remain at the shore of Toku Toku. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. So next year, change your mind. God is faithful. Go back to my Abacog and let me finish it today and go. We will close this service in the next 15 minutes. Completely close. It says, then the Lord will reply. The Lord will reply you in this new year. Whatever had been your areas of lack, the Lord will give you a heart to turn towards Him. Don't accept failure for defeat as, as, as the end result. No. No. Defeat is not the end result. Failure is not the end result of man. You may be looking and struggling. That is not the end. Man has to struggle to be able to break through. You understand? The Lord has given the land of good things. I must press in to make it mine. Understand? You have victory all the time, but you have to press in. For God to fight, you must start the battle. If you don't start, God will be looking at you. Remember in Revelation chapter, chapter 12, verse 7, it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon, not God. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough. Every battle of your life, you must draw the battle line and start the battle. If you don't start the battle, you cannot win the battle. I will together now. God will answer you. He says, write down the revelation. And what? Clear. Your life will be made plain to you. You know, the ship you are going to take into the new year. His name shall be called plain revelation. You might have been seen in gloom before. Many things around your life you can't understand. Before they happen, understanding will be given to you. And the ones that are already manifesting before the end of this year, a few more hours, understanding shall be given you. If you look at the book of Daniel, he said, And I, Daniel, received understanding of the vision that was given to me previously. God will give you understanding of every vision he has given you. Shall we stand up together?